This is Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield, a podcast that resources parents, families, and friends with tools to have important conversations about mental and emotional health. This podcast is brought to you by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Thank you for joining us again this morning. Uh, we are continuing a conversation with one of our, our friends and colleagues, Cassie Kerrigan. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode about her her story of grief and losing Caleb and Radiance, um, I, I want to highly encourage that you go back and listen to that one first. Right. Um, today, we're going to dive into a little bit of what the process of grief has been for Cassie. Um, and, and before we started recording, I was talking about this, you know, the stories of surgeons who have to do an appendicitis on themselves or something and how unique that experience is because they have the skills and the tools to be able to help others with that surgery. And now they're experiencing every small detail inside of themselves. And um, while we're counselors, they shouldn't be doing surgery on themselves. They shouldn't be doing it. I think that's that's the wrong thing. But I think there are, there are some aspects of that that seem true here where you have a lot of skills and abilities as a counselor understanding of the process of grief and the being of human. Um, and, and I'm curious if, you know, last week we talked about that doesn't help right, with the pain, but um, it does seem like this is a unique experience of how does, how does that, how's it informed? Yeah. How's it informed? Yeah. Has it informed your process or has it not? Yeah. You know, I think it is, a very blanket statement informed my process in the sense that like, I know grief is normal. Right. Sure. Right. Sure. You know, and that it's okay to grieve. Yeah. And it's okay to take the time and the space to do that. Cause of course I'm always telling my clients to do this and to take the space, to take the time. And, you know, and I also know that that, that is not an easy road. Mm -hmm. Um, We typically don't grieve because it's hard. And we don't like, we don't like uncomfortable feelings. Um, One thing that has been difficult for me, I am pretty heady in -hmm. nature. I am a thinker. That is like my happy place. It's right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, you know, most of the time with everything in my life, and I do think this is a good thing because I feel like I've gotten it to a place where it's healthy. Like I can almost think my way to what is true. Mm. And once I land on what's true, that automatically helps with my emotions, Mm. you know, versus thinking about something or believing something that's not true. Then I'm going to have all these emotions that are almost like wasted because I'm believing something that's not true. Sure. But then I have these emotions that I don't like to feel also. So I've all I've been able to do this, yeah. you know, and it's it's worked really well for me. And one thing I know with grief, especially losing children, like that is not possible. No, I cannot think my way to truth. Yeah, yeah, to truth, because the only truth for me is that I have my children here. Right. Yeah. And I'm not in control of that. Yeah. Right. And so I hate that that I can't do that. Uh, but really, in the end, and I think this is true with grief, the only way through is to feel my way through. Hmm. Hmm. Can you you explain that a little bit more? Because I think that's a really profound statement. Yeah. I mean, I think I have to let myself, I have to embrace my emotions Mm -hmm. and I have to be okay with that. I have to give myself grace in that. Um, 
one of my emotion, my typically my go-to is anger. Sure. That's just uh, my personality. Probably sure. have a right for that one yep. too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Makes yep. sense. Yeah. Angry at God, angry at myself, angry at everybody else, right? And just you know, but I'm I'm realizing, right, that this it's like this attempt to make myself feel better, mm-hmm. right? This expression of anger which it really won't do, right? right. Because right. It's like a false justification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And You know, there is, there just needs to be space to let myself feel all these emotions Mm -hmm. and not just let anger be the only one because that's Mm -hmm. typically a secondary emotion, but let myself go deeper with this sadness, this deep longing Mm -hmm. for my my Caleb to be here, my radiance, right? And what that means for our family and to let myself like sit in some of these emotions that are just devastating right. Yeah, right. in every sense of the word. Totally. You know, it's easier for me to be angry. Mm-hmm. Right. So when going through this process, like what have you, what has been the big thing that you've learned about yourself mm. in this process? Well, one thing I've learned, I am a, and I knew this before, but I'm a pretty strong, independent I'm a fighter. I don't I don't give up well. And so one thing I've learned that like that is how I'm going to grieve. Okay. Mm. It is this strong right. intense feeling of grief. Mm. <laughs> and so which I don't like. I wish it wasn't so intense. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think I've realized that of course like that makes all the sense in the world once yeah. I say it like that. Like mm-hmm. if I am this strong you know, fairly intense person just in general that like, of course my grief is going to look like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and it just, it feels like the loss of a child, children, it feels like it just comes in and it blows up everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I are constantly trying to like pick up all the pieces, but then we're like, we don't even know where the pieces go anymore. Right. Yeah. Or what, yeah, where they came from yeah. or any of that. Because yeah. there's no there's no going back to normal. No. You, you, you had this, you know, if we look at it like a vase, you had this vase yeah. of what normal looked like. And and that doesn't exist anymore. And there's no way to get back to that. It's pulverized. Right. Like yeah. there, there's no vase. Yeah. 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 That's a good analogy. And so I think in that process of trying to figure out, okay, how how do I do this, right, right. the best that I can? Yeah. You know, and I and I have to just believe, I have to make a choice to believe that there can still be hope, right? Otherwise, I don't survive, really. Right. Sure. Like that that's just what it comes down to. Totally. And I don't want to survive. Yeah. And so I have to make a choice to believe that there is hope even if I don't feel like that right now or see it right now. in this moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for me, I mean, for our family, the hope is in Jesus. Like right. that is in that he will make this wrong stuff right one day. And that that really is, you know, something I had, just have to keep going back to and reminding nope. myself mm-hmm. of truth in that. But, yeah, just always trying to pick up the pieces and for our kids and, you know, just begging God to protect them from all of this trauma and, mm-hmm. you know— Watching my daughter grieve this, you yeah. know, I mean, she'll look at a baby and be like, I wonder if he's going to die. Hmm. And I'm like, of course she does, because this has been her reality. Like, she remembers our daughter, even though she never saw our daughter. But, you know, our kids were around Caleb a decent amount, um, sure. you know. 
And it's just, I mean, it's, it's, I hate it more for them than I do for me, mm-hmm. you know, just as a mom and my right. mama heart, you know. Can you speak to the fallacy that's out there that grief process is the same for everybody? Like, I think when people come in to see us in, in, in counseling, they want us to give them a formula. They want us to give them the steps, you know, and, and I know as you, 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 I mean, and we've talked about this long before your story, just in, in supervision and in training and that kind of stuff that we tried to, and we think of it through as a process, but it's not like it's your journey is, is uniquely geared towards your experience. And so there's not really a formula of grief, is there? No. And, you know, I think it's like probably a lot of things we could say, right? Because everyone has a different personality because Mm -hmm. everyone has different backgrounds, different experiences, you know, cultural pieces that play into that. Like grief is going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and that kind of speaks to my strong personality. Sure. And now I'm grieving in a very strong, intense way. And, you know, there really just are no stages of grief, right? You don't you don't accomplish one and then you move to the next one right. and accomplish that and then go on to the next one. You're kind of just all over the place. Right. And I mean, in one day you could experience everything. Right. And then the next day, nothing. And then, I mean, it's just, it is so up and down and you typically don't see it coming. Yeah. So I think that everybody grieves differently. And and in my opinion, there is no wrong way to grieve. The only wrong way to grieve is to not grieve at all. I agree. You know? And so, I mean, that is what I tell my clients. That is what I tell myself, you know, is that the only, the, the worst thing we can do, the only bad thing we can do is to not grieve and to try to push it out. Which... I mean, as, as wise and as true as those words are, I think they equally suck. Yes. Um, yes. yes. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I think, I mean, we, we even talk about like good and bad emotions, but they're not good or bad. They're just easy and hard. And we try to avoid the hard feelings. If we can. We try to avoid costs. the yeah. hard things in yeah, life. Right? And so being told you're going through something that hurts more than you've experienced before and the only way to do that healthily is to feel it. Right. Well, Sucks. And I'm yeah. going to ask, a, if it's okay, ask a really yeah. kind of personal question in this. And, you know, if you don't want to answer it, it's okay. Um, but, you know, the DSM-5 has the, the, the lovely, you know, maladaptive grief, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever that, that, you know, diagnosis is of somebody that has doesn't move through the state. I think it's a, an interesting diagnosis, to be honest. I think it's right. kind of. Uh, silly, to be honest, because how do you measure that? What does that look like? Um, As as I've watched you and Jeff over the last six months, um, like I, I, you know, as a counselor, I try to put myself in client's Mm -hmm. shoes, put myself in your shoes. I don't know if I could have done what you guys have been doing. And, 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 you know, you might look, you know, from the inside out, it doesn't look like you're doing it very well, but from the outside in, Mm -hmm. it's like, dang, like you guys are, are grieving better than I would ever imagine myself doing, you know? And I think it's that I could, I would have seen myself probably in bed for six months and not mm-hmm. wanting to get, so how have you, how have you, I mean, you said you're a fighter, you, I mean, yeah. that that's probably part of it. But for those that are listening, like how, how have you taken that next step? Like, cause I think that's probably the hardest part, right? Is just, is taking that next step forward. Like, okay, I'm going to come back to work as a counselor. Right. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah. go back to church. I'm going to engage mm-hmm. friends. And and all of that, I, I can only imagine, is is equally as painful. Totally. Yeah. So how have you yeah. been able to take those next steps yeah. instead of 
like nobody would have blamed you to be right. honest <laughs> if yeah. you stayed in bed for the next, you know, right. or stayed at home or uh, not right. anything. So how have you re-engaged? And maybe you don't feel like you have, but. Yeah. I know I'm like sitting here hearing you say from the outside in, it looks like we're doing this well. You know, it doesn't feel like we are. Sure. And I, but I think that's just because we still are just devastated yeah. in every sense of the word. The yeah. pain is so heavy. It's constant. I feel like I'm suffocating and drowning all the time, like a slow death every day. And then I wake up and then like my reality hits me every morning. I'm yeah. like, oh. oh yeah, your children have died. Yeah. And, you know, not only that, but it was like 27 days of trauma, right. like in a hospital, right, watching yeah. your child go through these awful things yeah. and you have no control. And, you know, but I, right. It's like, what else? Like, what else are we going to do? Like we mm -hmm. either make the choice to keep going yeah, or we, and if we don't, then we're not going to keep going, mm -hmm. you know, okay. and we, and, you know, and that's very like high level, but we have these two kids at home. They're, they definitely help because, like, we just have to get up and feed them. Like, we have to <laughs> right. take care of them. You don't have the option. Right. right. So there's this really practical piece sure. in that. Keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, entering in with friends and sharing Caleb's story is healing for us, yeah. you know. So that has been, you know, probably why we have engaged with friends to some extent. Mm. Um, going back to church, right? Like. There, you know, me and God, we got a lot of things, you know, but, <laughs> right. you know, in the end, I'm like, what, what other hope do I have? Right. Where else do I go? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and so I, I go back because I really believe that to be true, mm -hmm. even in the midst of my anger and my questions and my confusion, you know, and being honest with God about all of that. And again, I value honesty a lot. So you, if you ask me about this, you will probably get a very raw response because right. that is just who I am. Yep. I don't have yeah. the ability to yeah. not do that. <laughs> um, and that's what I like about you. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, but at times, you know, I've, I've never felt like this before, but you know, I feel like I'm too much for people. I, mm. and then I feel like I'm not enough for people because I don't have anything to give. Right. It's just this weird space of my intensity. Right. And every parent's worst nightmare is right. their child dying. And so, you know, we're having to live that reality, but then yeah. we, we step into a space and then it's like, people see us as their worst night. And we're like, we're this like physical representation yes. of their worst nightmare, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know? And so trying to navigate that and, you know, again, it just feels like, like I said before, it comes in and just blows up every area. Mm, I feel yeah. incredibly insecure mm. in relationships. And I haven't felt like that in 10, 15 years, because I did a lot of freaking work <laughs> to get to right. a secure yeah. place yeah. in my life. Yeah. And now it just feels like I just am like, where am I? It feels disorienting. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I need people in a way that I haven't in years. I'm sure. You know, and I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's bad. It just feels weird and I don't necessarily like it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we need community and, you know, I don't know how you get through something like this without that community. It. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, as I'm reflecting on this too, you know, I'm doing some own, my own introspection of how we've engaged in the past few weeks and recognizing the times where I knew better and I could have, I could have initiated 
um, different conversations or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I know that there's a lot of other individuals who may have a friend who's grieving and I want to encourage them that, you know, the answer is just start. Try. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure that, and and I'd love for you to speak to this. I'm sure that if I start initiating out of a more appropriate or, or whatever kind of intentional, intentional uh, way that you're not going to be offended by that or, or, or whatever. And, and even so like, I I can't control your reaction, but I can control, like, I want to be here for you. Right. So I want to encourage our listeners, like, just try. And it's interesting because reflecting on our, just our conversations over the last couple of months too. I remember there's times when I come and ask you how you're doing and we end up sitting and talking for a half hour. Right. Because that's what you needed. Mm -hmm. And other times you're like, we're okay this week. Which yeah. maybe you weren't, but you were not, you were setting right. that boundary of going. Thanks for asking, but I don't I don't, yeah. want, right. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and I think, but that the the willingness to engage is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You know, and like what? Yeah. What are some like last words that you can give our listeners? Uh, you know, for and again, I know this, we could talk about this for 15 episodes totally. and still never yeah. come to a conclusion. Totally. So, you know, I, I you know as best as you can. Like, what what would you say is is uh, good steps or good things that our listeners can implement. Yeah. And I think it is just making an attempt, right? Yeah. The trying. And I, again, my go-to can be anger and wanting to blame other people, you know, and I think it's, I know how the, I feel like I know too much. I know how the brain works. Yeah. And I feel like it's my brain's attempt of trying to make myself feel better sure. by doing Right. Blaming, X, y, anger, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And again, that, that is a dead end. That does right. not work. <laughs> right. Um, and so I have really worked on trying to give people grace in this. Um, and I can take myself back before all this happened, even as a counselor, I would maybe give myself like a six out of 10 of how good I was at this, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, even as yeah. a therapist, yeah. you know, you know, cause I can do it in my office, but in real life, it's yep. different, you right. know? Well, and that's the benefit of the counselor. Yes. They're not in that experience. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, giving people grace, but I think, again, just attempting to see them in their pain, yeah. right? As yeah. best as you can. Yep. You cannot fix it. Nope. They do not want you. They, I mean, they want you to fix it, but they know it's <laughs> right. not possible. <laughs> they can't right. do that. Yeah. Right, you know? And and to so to not put pressure on yourself in that. And if they respond, if the person responds poorly, that's okay. Yeah, totally. Right? And just like love them in that, let them just do yep. whatever they need to, you know, but to not, um, to say, in my opinion, to say nothing is worse. Well, because it's not about, it's not about the person that's not grieving. Like, right. We need to get out of our heads yes. that it's about us. Yes. It's, no, it's about, always yes. about the other person. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we leave it that way yeah. and not take things personally. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where we get in a lot of trouble. Well, Cassie, I am honored that you joined us these last two episodes you know thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story and you know i want to just encourage our listeners that if if this episode needs to be heard by somebody please share it Um, if you have questions for cassie or for us you know feel free to email us at candid at mayfieldcounseling.com and we'll get those to cassie Um, but also cassie would you just uh, put a plug in for your website and and kind of what you do uh, on the side as well yeah so, of course, I'm a therapist here at Mayfield, um, but we'll put a link to my website mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, but I love to teach and speak, and that's what I did before I got into this. And so I 
really will do that in any type of space, whether it's faith-based or not. Um, and I can talk about anything from clearly grief, yeah. um, but, you know, anything from like self-care, depression, anxiety, you know, what our thought life is and what we believe and how it affects us codependency. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. Um, and so I love getting to do that. Um, I am all about finding freedom and healing. And I think those things are possible for all of us, you know, and I'm having to really remind myself of that Sure. in this stage of life. Um, and so, yeah, the link will be on there. So yep. feel free to reach out or contact me. Thanks, Cassie. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations. We are so glad that you are here today. And we hope that if something came up for you that piqued your interest or that you have more questions about, you feel the freedom to call Mayfield Counseling Centers. We're not just here for people in Colorado Springs. We want to help everybody we can. So if you have any questions, email us at candid at mayfieldcounseling.com. Or you can check out our website, YouTube channel, or Facebook page where we post resources on a pretty consistent basis. We'd love to help you in whatever we can. Feel free to reach out.